What's up, everyone? So did you guys ever have like an experience in your life that haunts you till today or an experience that actually helped mold the person that you are today? Well, I did, and it's actually the first chapter of my book about one of my friends, Danny, where I, I really um, didn't do what I should have. Uh, I watched him get picked on, and it really hurts me until today. And James and I discussed it. You, If you read it in my book, it's the beginning, the opening of my book. And we discuss it into more detail, so check it out right on. What's up, everybody, and welcome <clears throat> back to the Yamato Damashi podcast. It's not many times you have an occurrence in your life that really changes your course and really makes you think about things in a completely different way. Ensign, that's exactly what happened to you, and it's what we're going to talk about today. And it's been such a primary instant. It was the first chapter in your book. We're going to talk about someone you knew very closely at the time called Danny. So why don't you, Ensign, just explain who Danny was initially? He was a guy that was like three or four years older than me. And I don't know, I guess I met him at the park and he he kind of took me in as like a younger brother kind of thing. And he used to be a soccer player. So he used to bring run swing by my house. I mean, let's go to the park. So we'd go to the park and kick the soccer ball around. I remember it being fun. And I felt like, wow, he's really like, you know, taking me under his wing, taking me in. So yeah, we had a... um. I know. I think it was just at the beginning of the relationship when all this happened. It was like uh, about a month or two into the whole thing, where he used to stop by and we used to go hang out. I mean, yeah. it, it was a uh, it was a nice relationship. How old were you? Shit, I want to say I was like twelve or thirteen. Right. Right. Yeah. So this incident was a case of where someone decided, some kids decided to come pick on him, right? Yeah, well, we're at the park, and um, we're just hanging out after kicking the ball around. And um, I remember coming up from the tennis courts. There were three guys coming down, and they I remember them screaming out, Hey, holly boy, holly boy. And in Hawaii, holly means Caucasian, yeah? So we knew right. that, I knew we knew instantly they were talking to Danny. Mm -hmm. And then they started saying, Hey, they called him by his name. So there are kids from the... Um, the upper class, the high school. I was in Stevenson Intermediate, and then Danny was in uh, Roosevelt High School. So that was the next move from Stevenson. Everyone went to Roosevelt. So mm -hmm. they were from Roosevelt. And, you know, it's like when you're in an intermediate school and the high school kids come down, it's like, ooh, high school boys. You know, they're like they're bigger than you. They're stronger than you. So they came down and they aggressed. They, they pinpointed Danny, headed straight to him. Started slapping him around. And, you know, Danny wasn't like a fighter or anything. So he kind of cowered and, you know, tried to protect himself. And I, I remember standing there and just out of fear. I was just scared, man. I was like, these big guys, I don't want them beating me up. But I can't, I, I can't believe they're doing that to Danny. I want to say something, but I felt like they're not going to listen to me. They might just, you know slap me on the side like a like a like a bug 
And then I also had that fear of, well, what if they turn on me and I'm sitting in that same position? And it, after the slaps ended, and they, he, you know, they started like, they found like dog poo on the side and they started putting it in his hair and then they tried to make him eat it. And I was just standing there. I had to, I watched the whole thing. And I remember my parents were at the tennis court playing tennis and I, I was thinking of running up and calling my dad, but I wasn't sure if, um, you know, I could actually get there in time and then get back. So, you know, I had all this um, dilemmas and I was just going, I'm watching it happen. And I ended up having, you know, watching the whole thing, just standing there and watching the whole thing. And, you know, Danny, I remember when those guys left, Danny got up just looking down, never, never looked up at me and just then walked off. And I didn't know what to do. I felt guilty of not trying to help. Mm-hmm. I mean, just standing and watching, I felt embarrassed for him that, you know, as someone as a, like an older brother that happened in front of me. So all those feelings are going on in my head. I just, you know, I mean, I just watched him walk away. And that was the last time I saw him. Wow. So you've never seen him since? No, he never came around. And, you know, because we were in separate schools. He was in the high school side. I was in the intermediate side. He never came around the park after that. Hmm. Every time my parents would go play tennis, we would uh, go down and with our skateboards or basketball or just run around the park, but never saw him again. And, of course, I went to University Lab School, which was a outlet from Roosevelt, so I didn't need to go to Roosevelt. I went to a different school, private school. And so I never did have any um, opportunity to cross paths with Danny again. And I, 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 I'm also thinking that out of the embarrassment, I think he he would probably avoid seeing me because of, it was a super embarrassing thing for him. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing if, um, you know, he, he, I mean, of course he'll remember that story because that was probably traumatic in his uh, life. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool if he actually reached out and uh, said, hey, I'm Danny, man, let's talk. Like, oh, fuck, that would, that would yeah, help yeah. me close some doors because... Um, what I realized in that whole situation was that the, the the pain you feel internally from having that guilt of not helping a friend and having to watch that is eternal. Mm-hmm. And the pain I would have felt if I did step in, got slapped around, got doo-doo shoved in my face, maybe even, even if they broke my arm or beat me up, I would be healed by now. You know, that I mean, yeah. th- talking about that whole story right now still just gives a little churn in my chest that bothers me that I mean I wish I could rerun it and do it all over again but you know yeah. you, of, of course you can't re- rewind the hands of time and you just got to move on with what has happened and I don't know I mean I feel like I made the wrong choice I mean regretting is a choice you know rehearsing is I, I just said choice, but of course, I could actually believe that, you know, I could have got beaten up so bad that I died or could have, I got crippled, you know, so maybe that was the right move. But, I, you know, it's with the belief that I have now that I wouldn't want to sacrifice anything spiritually for, for physical safety, I feel I did make the wrong choice, though, regardless of what the outcome would have been. Yeah. It's such a striking story, though. Like, when you read your book and the that it's like that's the first chapter it shows like how much of an impression it had on you and your whole life like because 
the, I think the impression a lot of fans get is that like from after that moment, you know, you're always ready to fight. You're always ready to jump in. Like you're always ready to put yourself <coughs> in front of any sort of danger that's surrounding you um, and not worry about the consequences because you're sort of in that moment. Um, so it's kind of weird how you, you obviously regret it, but yet it was probably a, a good thing that happened for you in that way because it went on to, you know, give you all these different positive experiences as well, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I think also with that happening and having that little pain in my chest about, you know, not doing the right thing because of fear, I think that also helped me in my life as an adult to be who I am today. Hmm. I did realize that, you know, fear is not something that was the, is the legitimate excuse to, to not do the proper thing. And although it is sometimes in, in my case, even till today, there's a little dilemma when it happens. I, I still believe I will make the right choice, but you know, it's something that I think is a, it will be a difficult choice for anyone. Even if yeah. they hear this podcast and agree with it, it's still when that, when the incident happens, the fear is so overwhelming that you don't, sometimes you can't really, um, you can't logically analyze the whole thing and logically realize that, wait, the right thing to do is to stand up for what's right, you know? So, yeah, for me, I mean, I think it was a life-changing experience. I don't know, you know, good or bad, I don't know. For me, it's it, every time I think about it, it, it hurts inside, so... In that case, I could look at it as a, as a bad thing, but I think my life, everything and all the choices I made in my life has made me who I am today, and I'm super happy of my life now and who I am today, so maybe it was a good thing. You know, it's one of those things that, man, it's like just thinking about it hurts, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's one of them as well. It's like the age, right, is a big factor, you know. Um, when you're that age, it's kind of, you are apprehensive, you know, you do sort of, second guess yourself you're not as confident as when you are when you become older so totally get where you were coming from in that situation i think like you say a lot of people would probably have done exactly the same thing what i want to ask you though is um in terms of you know people being bullied what's your advice to people that are being bullied it's so, it's a hard one for me to answer because i was one of the ones bullying because when i went to stevenson i remember um we were the little Japanese group and the Hawaiians came in from Papakalea and Paua and there was a big fear about, you know, getting hijacked and we did, it happened. We got hijacked and I remember there was a time when I got hijacked and I think Egan told my dad that he saw it happen and my dad came up to me and I remember him telling me that if you ever turn away, a f- run from a fight again, you come home and fight me. And I was like, holy shit, I'd rather fight any kid in the school than fight my dad, you know? Mm. So I remember that. And I remember, so when, when it finally did happen to me again, I stood up for myself. I mean, that guy was, this guy, Billy Keka, he was pissed off telling me that I'm going to I'm gonna put you to the hospital. The girls came up in his class was saying, oh, you stupid, why'd you do, why you say that? Are you going to go to the hospital? And, you know, it, it was a big scene. Of course, the, the, the guy took off his shirt, danced around, and, you know, made a big scene. The teachers came out, and it never happened. 
And then the bell rang, so we had to run for the bus. So, and, and, But ever since then, I was targeted by those guys. Every time I walked in the halls, they would try and corner me. And when they realized that I wasn't fighting, I wasn't going to back down, there was this, there was this real weird uh, respect that I gained. You know, I got into a couple fights, didn't, you know, didn't, didn't lose, didn't uh, back down. And there's this reputation that, you know, is really overwhelming because people start looking at you like some different strong person. And then as when you're young, you don't realize like, okay, I remember how it was to be the victim. I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen now. It was more like, holy fuck, this is pretty cool, man. I felt like a boss. And then mm-hmm. I started, you know, taking money from the kids and making kids carry my bag and, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I did this. I did it right back, man. So, you know, to, you know, bullying, I think the only thing being guessing what would be a good advice for someone that's being bullied because I've never really, only for a brief period of my life I was on the other end. But other than that, I was on the bad end doing the bullying. So the only thing I could think of is self-confidence is something that would, help you with bullying whether you fight back or you kind of just ignore them i think self-confidence is super huge i would recommend you know getting into a martial art not necessarily so you can fight people but the martial art will teach you self-discipline it'll teach you you know proper um you know mannerisms you know bowing in the dojo you know the teacher you know you the teacher will give you wisdom the teacher usually if he's a black belt in any any martial art he's been through the grind so he would probably be able to give good um, good uh, life advice. So I would believe that. Just find a good dojo to put your kid in and, you know, he'll, he'll have the confidence of being able to potentially defend, defend himself better. Mm-hmm. But more, I think, the you know, the, the discipline he'll learn and the self-confidence he'll have will, will really help with the bullying. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Sound advice. Not just like you say, not just for kids, but for parents as well. Um. Man, it's a different world though now, right? You think with all this online bullying, like online trolling. I mean, I don't know if you got any advice in that scenario. Like, I mean, because the first thing that comes to my head is like, get off social media. But then it's obviously as a kid, that's not as easy as you you say, right? Yeah. Well, I would say is, um, I remember when I was in the, uh, there's one called the Underground that was one of the biggest ones back in the day. Oh, the MMA Underground. Yeah, MMA TV. Yeah, but I remember yeah. being on that and getting criticized, and I remember there was an incident that somebody actually got into a huge argument with someone on the internet, and and it was a famous fighter, and he was getting super upset. And then what what panned out with that whole situation was the kid was like a thirteen year old geek, <laughs> and he was talking about coming down to my dojo, or I'll beat your ass, and that kind of stuff. And it's like that that actually was something that helped me with not uh getting too upset with trolls yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. you when i sit and think like shit this could be a, a 13 year old kid that is a computer geek and has no no idea what being a participant in a sport is making an opinion on a mma sport mm. and it, it kind of you know blows it off you know i mean i just i actually have one in my instagram oh did you <laughs> yeah the one that i made a video about the mask you know talking about whether i would wear the mask or not right and my whole thing was you know i don't believe the masks really work that much because you know the particles will go through the mask mm-hmm. but it's a scientific fact that if you have something covering your mouth 
whether it covers every little particle or not, the 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 distance that a sneeze or 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 a, a you know a you know spit going out when you talk will fly will be more limited, so it'll protect the others. So you know, out of courtesy, if you see somebody wearing a mask, they're apparently worried about that. So I felt, you know, if I'm in a store, I have a mask in my pocket. And if I see someone, you know, a couple of people walking around and they're in my area with a mask, I'll put it on just for the comfort of other people, courtesy. And this guy, Kimchi Kilo, Kilo G or something, that's his nickname. But he posts on it saying stuff like, oh, if you had a half a brain, you'd get rid of the mask. Wow. And, you know, I... Didn't I didn't I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to block them because it almost feels like you're they're Scared. winning the battle. They piss yeah, you off. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my one of my friends, this guy I met that is a writer, but he became like a really good friend of mine. He commented back something about well, if you had f full of a brain, you'd realize that there's applications to the matter or something like that. <laughs> and so after he posted that, my comeback to my slap to the guy was ha 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 ha. I just wrote a big laugh. Yeah. He comes back, and then he gets real mean, saying that you know, like how how ah, frick, it's real bad. I mean, try go go look at that. I'm gonna find it. He gets real brutal, and so yeah. So my response to that was still again, ha 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 ha. So <clears throat> I realize you know, these kind of guys, they'll get pissed off at that. That'll bother them. Yeah. When you're when you're laughing at them, you know. I'll yeah, put it out yeah. right here so you can read it. So people, you know, people are going to want to see it. And then, so what this guy writes is his name was, um, let me see. His name was Kim Chi. Okay, let me get it. I mean, it's, the best thing for everything is if I could just meet him and, you know, meet him in person. His name is Kim Chi Kill Oji. He said, his comment to my post about, you know, wearing the mask, he said, well, if you have half a brain, you'd probably ditch the mask. Wow. So my friend, Tommy Hackett, goes on and says, that's possible. But then if you have an entire brain, you should be able to see that they can be useful. <laughs> so I comment on that saying, ha, 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 like, I'm, like I love it. This is funny. Yeah. And then he goes, uh, responding to Hackett, ah, Yes, great example of what happens when stupid people are given a chance to voice their opinion every, even though it's based off feelings that are based off fear. Wow. You're an under, you're, Tommy's a smart guy. He's a writer. Yeah. And yeah. this guy goes, this is not knowing who Tommy is. He goes, you're an uneducated, poor at best. And I mean that in the most disrespectful way possible. Being stupid, unfortunately, isn't something that we can hold people like you accountable for. So please keep preaching your eighth grade science. I'm just assuming you're around someone that made it to the eighth grade. Wow. So my comment back to him was, ha, 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 you're so funny. <laughs> oh, man. The, the mask one's always a funny one, right? Because it's kind of like, I don't really have any strong opinions on it. But I like I don't understand why people get so wound up about it. It's like, if someone wants to wear a mask, let them wear a mask. It's no big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's I like, can see the people saying it's their rights that they, they, they can decide yeah, to wear it or not. I, mean, I get that. I can I understand that. that, but the passion yeah. they have and the anger they have in it. Is oh, like, man, yeah. I don't get it. It's crazy, man. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. here in the UK, fucking no, you don't even have to wear a mask anymore. Like, you, if you, anyone watched UFC London, they've seen what, what 
the UK is like, right? No one gives yeah. a fuck. But there's still people that will still wear masks and stuff like that. But yeah, to each his I own, think, man. You want to wear a yeah, mask, fine. Yeah, it's no drama. Like I don't know, yeah. but yeah, it's, I I never understand like people would actually take their time to like get that passionate about it and send that sort of comment. <clears throat> That's what people have a lot of time in their life and they're not happy with their life. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always think that. Sorry you know, if you're online posting negativity, then it's kind of probably because you're kind of a negative person yourself, right? Yeah. Killer, killer OG. Kimchi, killer OG. Yeah, man. <laughs> Maybe he's Take trying to kill me because I'm an OG. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he's coming after you. Yeah, yeah, he's probably 13 years old and freaking a skinny twig that never lifted weights in his life. It's like, ooh. I'm not arguing with someone like that. Anyway, so so back on topic after we diverge talking about online trolls and kimchi. Um, if you could speak to, if you could see Danny now, or maybe he's watching this, you know, what would you like to say to him? Well, I'd like to explain to him how much I regret not helping him. I mean, it probably doesn't even matter to him today, but mm -hmm. for me to close the door, I just wanted to apologize for him to him for not being a true friend and just apologize and pretty much just apologize and, and let him know that I regret what I, the decision that I made. And I, and if it happened again, I definitely stand up for him. I mean, whether it matter or not, I think for me to, to be able to voice that to him would be a, a nice way to have a little closure on this incident that, you know, haunts me still today, you know, so. If Danny, you're watching this, reach out. Would love to see you again. Would love to thank you and then apologize. Cool. Well, everybody, we hope you like. We hope you comment. Don't comment about <laughs> masks and and start fret making frets. But you uh, know we'll get those too. <laughs> comment <laughs> whatever you want. Put whatever. It doesn't matter. We hope everyone enjoys the podcast anyway. But yeah, we'll speak to everyone again soon.